Welcome to King's Place Podcasts. I'm Helen Wallace and I'm joined today by violinist Max Bailey and cellist and baritone Matthew Sharp, both members of ZRI. They're coming to King's Place on Saturday the 17th of December to play Schubert's famous string quintet in C, but in a version you'll have never heard before, reimagined for a 19th century gypsy tavern band. Max, can you tell me first of all, what does ZRI stand for? ZRI stands for Zum Roten Eagle, which um, means the red to the red hedgehog, and it's a tavern, um, a 19th century tavern in Vienna, um, where people will go to drink beer and listen to the gypsies play. And bro- both Brahms and Schubert um, frequented this tavern. And I believe Schubert actually lived right next door to it. He lived right next door to it. And there were two. There was a sort of front of a house one, and then there was a back room. And I think that's where, um, yeah, that's where all the beer drinking and and, and gypsy music and the knees up uh, took place. So, Matt, can you just go through the ZRI band, which ought all the instruments? Yes, we have a violin, a cello, a clarinet, and then more conventionally, a santori and accordion. (laughs) <laughs> and the Santori, you must explain a little bit about this instrument because it's a, a dulcimer-type yeah, ha- instrument, isn't that's it? That's right, a hammered dulcimer-type instrument. Incredibly illogical to play, as far as I can see, but with an incredibly evocative sound, that sound that has uh, straddled uh, the exoticism of the, the Middle East but also found its way into European music. And we would think of it as a little bit like a cymbalon in that it... That, instrument appears in classical music yeah, sometimes. Yeah, exactly that kind of sound. And I've heard you're, you've done a very famous version of the bronze clarinet quintet with Z, ZRI, which worked so brilliantly with the klezmer-style playing of Ben Harlan, your, your clarinetist. But now you're dealing with an all-strings piece, um, not only an all-strings piece, but rather a revered uh, piece for two cellos and, and strings. How did that actually get to be rescored? I mean, it's a very, very complex thing you've done, isn't it? That's right, and in many ways, uh, playing the Schubert now is a direct evolution of having done the Brahms, and I'm not sure we could have come come in cold to the Schubert. Mm. Um, And I think the original kind of seed for the band itself was... um, ..the amazing Chardash melody that takes place in in the slow movement of the Brahms. And Ben had it in his mind that this Chardash melody could be translated into this gypsy sound world. And so that's where the Brahms project came from. And when we put the Brahms um, to disc, the, there were many thoughts about what project we should do next. And I have a confession to, to make, which is that initially when Ben suggested the Schubert, I was quite cautious of it. And uh, then we started um, getting into it. And I, and I, and I realised that, that there, there is so much... Um, there's such a rich Hungarian quality in, in the music and um, there's Viennese cafe house music and, the, and all of those things translate very beautifully into the, the sound world that the band has. And you're dealing here with a, uh, an almost holy masterpiece. It's hallowed ground, isn't it, for, for the classical music world. This piece is one of those ones that always crops up on desert island discs. Um, I mean, we had a vote here a few years ago and it was the top piece of chamber music, everybody's favourite piece of chamber music. Did that cause you to to pause and think, should we be treading here? Well, maybe th- that feeling is what gave me my initial sense, sense of caution. But I have to say I'm a total convert and as soon as we started working on it, I just dived straight in and I, and I, I really, I love the original version, obviously, 
but I'm I have total faith in in what we're doing, and I think um, it, it's a shame if if our reverence for the original. Um, imagination um, it provides a barrier between us and communicating the music and I think that's kind of what we're trying to blast out of the water really, that, that sense of fear really mm-hmm. um, and if you compare it to um, you know, the way that people treat Shakespeare plays which are on a similar par of, of, of great artwork yes. um, you know, the, it, it would be ludicrous to suggest that there's this sort of crystalline perfect, authentic whatever that means um, way of approaching that material the idea of the theatre directors coming in and you and you you own that and you you create your own version of it um and i think that's part of the ethos of what we're doing with zri and the schubert i think it's fair to say that the project is is done out of an act of great reverence and an act of great integrity rather than propriety i would suggest Mm -hmm. and that uh, i was listening to barry kosky on the weekend speaking on music matters and uh, he was talking to Tom Service about his great work at the Commissaire Opère, and he said, um, you know, if, if you don't want to be surprised, enlightened, or transported by a thing that you know already, and if you just want to have your views confirmed, then stay at home. And I think yes. it's so true. You know, this is, we're trying to do something live here, something live and on the pulse and with, with all of our... Uh, experience of the world invested in it. One of the interesting things about these the late works of Schubert and particularly his late piano sonatas and, and this work in the slow movement, for instance, is you do get that stasis. You get that sort of heavenly length. You get the, the sense of infinity. Yeah. And that's the only thing that, to me, I would question, how do you do that when you've got this rather raucous band? How do you create the stasis that you need, the absolute stillness? I'd say that the instrumentation in ZRI doesn't take away from its capacity for stillness and... Uh, how do you do some, some of that slow movement? How, well, how do you create that? the second cello part is assigned to the bass clarinet. Yeah, and that gives a, a, a wonderful oh, yeah. earthy quality to yeah. that mm. um, movement. And what's extra- the accordion and, and the cello play all of that kind of organ-like yes. sustained yeah. sound. So in a way, it's even more sustained than... Yeah. Than because in, it's an accordion. Yeah, and it, there yeah. is it breathes when it wants to. Yeah, mm. and there is that direct relation to the breath of the, yeah. of the bellows. Yes. Um, so in some ways you actually find qualities in our translation um, which are, are totally spot on in terms of um, the, the, the original quality of the music. But for me, one of the um, most fun things about playing in ZRIs is really that the programs that we do encompass those extremes of mm-hmm. of um, of the serene and the and the spiritual and the the mad and the raucous. Um, and there are times when the raucousness um, includes improvisation, especially in the in the upbeat klezmer numbers that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're free to really let rip and and. Um, and there are times when we're, we're doing very faithful translations of the text. So yes. the, it, 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 it's embracing all of those elements. Mm-hmm. What do we actually know about Schubert and his, his visits to the Red Hedgehog and what sort of music he might have been listening to and how that came in? Because obviously, he, unlike Brahms, he didn't, he didn't compose lots of Hungarian dances. He had an alias as part of a society of his friends that was... Um, uh, had the name of a symbolum, as far as I understand it. Oh, yeah, the Knights of the Year. Exactly. And That's he was right. part of a, a group called the Nonsense Society, the Nonsense that, society yes. that, that, yeah. that published um, 
quarterly papers, which are, are make for really funny reading. They're for, they're, they're full of innuendo mm. jokes. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, as far as sort of historical evidence goes, the, the fact that his alias had this name, I, I forget what it is. I mean, this is where we need John Banks, yeah. uh, Dr. John Banks' accordion. Um, uh, but yeah, this, this was a, the name of a symbolum. Yes. There, there, are, there are documented links to, um, um, to the... the the gypsy sound world. Um, yes, I mean, way. we do know he went into that tavern, don't we? I mean, we yes, know he, know he we know that he lived next. He, we know that he lived next door, and, yes. and he was fa- he famously loved his his food and drink, and he was a very social person. Yes, um, and in the that image of him during his own time as well of of being the doppelganger in many ways. I mean, people refer to the the you know from the slime to the sublime, or the 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 extraordinary capacity for his for his music becoming raw in the teeth of, of kind of salon propriety. Mm, mm. Um, all of that speaks to me as well of a, a spirit that really knows what the, the highs and the lows and the ebbs and the flows and the peaks and the troughs of music can do. Yes. And he's not afraid of that. Um, and yeah, that's in a way a, a great encouragement in, in our project, I think. Yeah. And w- one thing I, I like to think of um, is that both Brahms and Schubert had their sound worlds that they were writing within. And I think, I mean, for example, Brahms wouldn't have written those Hungarian dances for an ensemble um, such as ZRI. Um, but that's not to say that he wouldn't have thought it was a good idea. In a way, it mm. didn't sort of, it wasn't included in his sort of classical remit. Mm. And the same thing is, is true of Schubert, but it's it's so clear when you listen, for example, to the the theme of the last movement. Mm. It's a klezmer tune. Yes, um, yes. And I think, going back to what you were saying earlier about this idea of this sort of crystalline, perfect piece, mm. um, in some ways that, that's um, become divorced from, from the idea that this is just a, a simple melody and it's a, it's a klezmer tune that Schubert was bringing into his writing. Yes. Um, and you're, so, you're sort of unpacking yes, quite a lot of what's the, already in, in, a, in that music. Yeah. In, in a way, the, the baton is just being passed. Yes, down, from Haydn down the centuries, right through. You know, yeah. In fact, you should do something with Haydn. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that, that has been talked about. The, the, yeah. There's many things on the on, on the table as far it's as a little well. bit of Mozart cropping up in the R cellar session. In, in the well, I was going to come on to your cellar sessions. Yeah. Actually, do do tell tell me about that because I was thinking you're you're doing such an extraordinary thing on stage. How can you how can you follow that with something actually in the cellar? Well, it, it's uh, what it is, it's an opportunity for us to get some new repertoire going and get it out in front of an audience. You can never tell, really, till you've put something in front of an audience. I, I find it's um, the it's the first outing of our cellar sessions yeah. program, and in many ways, it comes free free of the. Um, I suppose possible baggage of dealing with a masterwork, and which mm. which is it's there, there is of course a lot of music that it's very serious and moving within that program, mm. and the cellar sessions um, has some very beautiful music, but it's basically um, a, a, a bit of fun in a mm. sort of tavern. But are these dances, or I mean, where, where does the music come from? The, well, there's a whole smorgasbord of. Of material going on. There's, uh, there's yeah, a bit of Rondo alla Turca in there. Um, uh, some Russian tunes, Oce Chornier. There's the, uh, the Shostakovich film waltz. Oh, um, right. And uh, there's even a bit of Bach from the, the yeah. uh, one of the prestos from from the solo violin repertoire, I which is yeah. And then some straight up kind of Carpathian Romanian Hungarian yeah. yes. tunes. Yes. 
Uh, so lots to be sort of identified in that mix from yeah. across all the centuries. And hopefully a certain amount of drinking as well. Which <laughs> <laughs> and, and dancing, if we yeah. get, yeah. so. yeah. get people moving. <laughs> well, thank you both very, very much for coming Pleasure. in and uh, talking about this very enticing event. Um, you can hear Max and Matthew and friends on Saturday the 17th of December in Hall 2 at King's Place. And for tickets and more information, go to kingsplace.co.uk forward slash ZRI Schubert. Mm-hmm.